This is Truth 101, our world, Chocolate Everybody, it's your girl, your auntie, your favorite singer-songwriter, your favorite political commentator, your crazy cousin from the country, Music Truth, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 1 of Truth 101, Our World Through Chocolate Lenses, the show where we dive into any and everything until we get to the bottom of it, where we get to the bottom of everything from politics and pop culture to why we still don't have McDonald's money. And as you know, we'll answer that question on the final episode of the season. Welcome back, everyone. Now, as you all know, last year we began the show right around April, and we did 10 full episodes where we dived into a plethora of topics ranging from desensitization and video games, the advent of the YKK zipper, competing oppressions and intersectionality, contracts in the uh, music industry, and we did some lighter topics as well and unpacked some key elements of our history and culture, uh, including braids and the infamous cookout, the age-old house dress, and my personal favorite, of course, why people with big arms make the best grits. So with all that being said, I'm excited to be back in the chair uh, exploring the world around us and discussing it from the purview of the black experience. This season we'll do even more and I'm really looking forward to sharing a lot of great times with you all along the way. So I was gone for a little bit but we did the 10 full episodes from April through October and from November to March I spent a lot of my time traveling. So I can't wait to share my experiences with you, all the great folks that I met from different walks of life and exploring really the ties that bind us together in the African diaspora. So let's get into today's show. Firstly, let me say exactly what this show will not be about (laughs) today. Uh, So there's so much going on in the news, social media, and just around us in general that we're a bit inundated with negative energy and unvetted information that sometimes overtakes very credible and correct information. So today's show will not be about the presidential primary. Um, And I may take it apart and explore each person's platform as you get further down the line. Um, But it's mainly because I'm not going to tell folks how to vote, um, as I expect you to do your own research on each candidate and vote according to who you feel is best suited for the job and whose values align most with your own. So I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. We're not talking about the primary today. Today's show will also not be about the coronavirus. Why? Because I'm not an expert and I will not do the work of the CDC and the World Health Organization. These are the places where you should get all your information concerning the coronavirus. Not Facebook, not somebody's rant from the driver's seat of their car, not someone reading the ingredients from the back of a Lysol can or in a face mask that was really intended for folks working directly in the field or or someone who's had a proper fitting for that face mask done at their job, what I will say is wash your hands for 20 seconds with good old soap and water because it's undefeated. That I can vouch for. So speaking of things that are undefeated, today's show will be about life lessons and sayings that have stood the test of time. These old sayings that still prove to be true today, even at 32 years old, um, as I cross different thresholds in my life and 
I think back to the lessons uh, that my parents and grandparents and elders and mentors have taught me through the years, as well as some that I've picked up on my own while doing the work of self-care and self-discovery. Today's show is called Weighted Wisdom, Life Lessons That Remain Undefeated at 30 Plus. (laughs) And so when we think back to those conversations that we've had with those significant figures in our lives, I think back on, you know, some of the categories that those fall into. Um, We learned about just life lessons on careers and finances. We learned about self-care and boundaries. We learned about personal integrity and how to judge the characters of people around us and who to let into our lives. We learned about uh, how to generate a good work ethic and personal ambition. We learned about relationships. We learned about gratitude and pride. And so all of these things over time have culminated into who we are. And um, they shape us. They shape how we see the world. They shape how we problem solve. They shape how we interact with others. So today I want to share um, several <laughs> of the kind of weighted wisdom uh, that I think I've, I've gathered over the years and some old school sayings. We're going back today, y'all. Some old school sayings that remain undefeated. They have stood the test of time. So let's start with lessons on careers and finances. So one of the first really strong lessons that I recall as I matriculated through college and so forth and, you know, got my first, uh, I guess you could say, major career job. um, One of the things that my big sister told me was, you've got to pay yourself first. And that really just came down to, you know, we work really hard all day long. And we not only give 100% to our jobs, we then make money that we then go and pay to Peter and Paul and Mary and Martha and (laughs) everybody else. But in that process, we have to remember to save. We have to remember to set some aside off the top if you can and just budget that. But I'll never forget that lesson. Pay yourself first. Put something in savings, even if it's a little bit. You've got to give yourself something because we give so much to everyone else. The other lesson that I learned here along the lines of just finances in general or just career moves in general, and it's this old school saying that you got to strike while the iron is hot. And I don't know who came up with that, child. These again, these are undefeated for a reason. It's been around, been a while around for a while. Um, But it's about just taking chances. Make changes, make moves while the opportunity is present. And a lot of times we, we hold ourselves back, whether it's fear or just being anxious about a change or a move. But if that opportunity presents itself, don't be afraid to strike while the iron is hot. The time is now. Uh, uh, this opportunity is nigh. Go for it um, and, and, and get into it now because we don't know how long that opportunity will be there. So as I think more um, about opportunities, I'm reminded of another saying, and this one came from my dad. And he told me, he said, keep your day job. And he didn't mean that (laughs) in terms of you're not so great at the stuff you do outside of work. He meant that in terms of making sure that you have a steady job while you pursue things that you're passionate about on the other side. And so, yeah, he would go and lay concrete during the day and work. Uh, during that time period. And at night he would go and sing. Um, That was his passion. And so being a hard worker and not giving up those things that you're able to make sure that 
Uh, they're in place for your finances. They're steady and so forth. Don't quit your day job until that passion overtakes you. You know, so that's one thing that I, I learned. And the other piece uh, that he would also say is follow the money. He told me that straight up. You know, I, I remember talking about how certain clubs here in Atlanta, the LGBT scene would always tip me and pay me every time I sang. Didn't matter if I was singing Mary Had a Little Lamb or, or adding a, a Karen Clark sheared vocal to, to the ABCs. It didn't matter if they enjoyed it and it sounded good. They believed in tipping you and making sure you knew that they appreciated uh, the gift that you shared with them. So I remember saying, you know, hey, they're tipping me over here. Nobody, they're not tipping me at the other clubs. <laughs> it's just understood that you should be talented. And so he said, go what? Follow the money. It's follow the money. Go where you feel like you're appreciated and your talents are valued. Nothing wrong with that at all. And the one thing my mom would say is, don't quit one job until you have another one lined up. Now, I don't know what these younger millennials are doing, but old school, we believe in that. <laughs> 30 and up, we believe in that. Now, we, we won't slide until we got something else lined up, you know. Uh, so if you're going to poo, as my one of my former district managers would say, poo is in pursue other opportunities. Make sure, honey, that you have a, a clear yes, an offer letter, a start date in your hand. Because we don't leave one job until we have one lined up. My mama said that. So another kind of theme that would come through in some of these sayings and a lot of these good conversations would happen, you know, just in your random everyday life. You could be eating dinner at the table or you could be riding down the road in the car taking a long trip. But your parents and the, and the folks in your life, those pillars, they, they talk at us a lot. And at some point in age, you start to really listen and take it in. So. We learned a lot about self-care and boundaries. And, and one of the first things that really stuck out to me, again, taking myself back to my years in college, I remember my freshman year and I just was, I felt torn between wanting to be really involved on campus and wanting to also make uh, new friends and then wanting to also work. And so one thing my mom told me was some things you can do and some things you can't do. Honey, when she told me that life got easier. I learned to say no. And it was okay. It was okay for me to voice that this isn't something I can do. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have the means. I don't have the time. Or maybe it's just something you just don't want to do. Once we hit 30 plus, honey, we will cancel in a minute just because we don't want to go. And that's okay. Some things you can do and some things you can't do. Now, another um, self-care and kind of boundaries a lesson that was taught growing up was let your yay be yay and your nays be nay. And that's just get into keeping your word. Stick to your guns. That's a boundary, you know, not being so easily um, overtaken by the influence of others. If you agree with something or you don't agree with something, let it stand. And that's OK. Another bit about uh, self-care is you hear this saying a lot, uh, protect your energy. And we say it so much, it kind of just rolls off the tongue, but it really is something I believe in. I think energy is contagious. It's something I always say. And one of the good lessons that I learned over time was from one of my friends, uh, Q, a former student at the undergrad university I went to. She's from Charleston. And one thing she said about that was you're also the energy you bring to the table. And so there was some personal accountability there. It's not just what everybody else is doing. What did I come in here with? What, what, what energy did I bring? Did I, did I come in here with a positive attitude ready to get to it? Or did I come in and shift the whole mood of the room? So there's some personal accountability there. 
Another saying that I personally have is control what you can control. I say this all the time. That's (laughs) self-care. It means to me when I say it, my personal reactions and my personal behavior, those are things that I have control over. I may not have control over everything that's going on around me, but I can control how I react and what I do. And so those are just a couple lessons and sayings that remain undefeated as I matriculate through life. Some of the other lessons that our mentors and, and uh, you know, figures in our life would talk about is they were really polishing us to be able to judge character as we got older. You know, how you pick and choose your friends and who you decide to be around. And by the time you left and went off to school or made changes or moved away, you're supposed to have a good idea of, of how to filter uh, folks in your life and let in good people. We can talk a little bit about personal integrity and judging the character of others. So these particular sayings were fine tuning that ability. This is, you know, getting into how we choose our friends and what kind of person we also want it to be uh, in this world. So there's one saying, and it actually isn't a saying, it's a scripture. And you all know I'm not very religious at all, but I'm going to give the credit to where it is because this is kind of the backdrop of my cultural upbringing. Um, but my mom used to always quote uh, James 3.11 and say, sweet water and bitter water cannot come from the same well. So I can't be out here blessing people and cursing them at the same time. <laughs> we have to strive to try to be good people. That's all. Strive to try to be good, good people and be consistent. You know, have your stuff match up. If you're a good person, your deeds should be good. Inside out, whole and whole. So that's one thing there. Um, and, and it's also, you know, about how we observe other individuals. Um, what are we seeing their behaviors as? Are they giving, you know, uh, good behaviors or are they out here creating chaos we can't, can't have both coming out the same vessel. So what's going on there? Maybe we probably shouldn't be linked up and maybe we probably shouldn't hang out as much. We might not be, uh, you know, both coming from the same well in that sense. Um, the other bit here in terms of personal integrity is your word is your bond. That's old school right there. When I think about, you know, the, the old school, the OGs, the folks around me, you could bank on their word. If they said they were going to do something, they did it. And they also realized the gravity that their word had. You know, back in the day, you could seal a business deal with a handshake. You can't do that now, child. We got to have this thing on paper. (laughs) We got to have it on paper because people don't keep their word. Um, And so I think about that. Your word is your bond. I say a lot of times to my friends, if if I can't keep my word, I must have got hit by a bus. Um, Because either I'm going to try really hard to keep my word or I'm going to communicate what took place and what led me to make a different decision or why I was unable to fulfill that. But people ought to be able to count on us to keep our word. And that gets to honesty and integrity. And old heads were, they were the truth about that. They didn't play that. You got to, you got to match up with your word and your actions. So that's a saying that has stood the test of time. One saying I can think of that I learned from my grandma, my grandma, Ma, uh, she said, if they'll lie, they'll steal. Now, we are talking about here, we're talking about the people that we surround ourselves with. And so if someone is dishonest, what's stopping them from also taking from you? What's stopping them from stealing from you? Um, If they're a person that, you know, in the country, we'll say they'll shoot you a lie. Is this a person you really want to leave in your home? I don't know about that. 
So, uh, yeah, if they'll lie, they'll steal. I think that remains undefeated. <laughs> Haven't met uh, an honest thief yet. <laughs> so some sayings about work ethic and ambition. Now, this is one of my favorite sayings right here. Again, we have to circle back to my grandma, Ma, and I'll share some great memories um, from her, maybe on one of these shows. But my grandmother was amazing. But she had this saying, and my mom would say it too. You've got the root hog or die. So we're getting into work ethic here. And that saying pretty much means you've got to take care of business and figure it out. If you don't work, you don't eat. And no one's got you like you. And so picture it. The saying is you've got the root hog or die. What does a, a hog do? It goes out in the yard. It roots around in the yard. And it may find something to eat. If you don't do that, you're not going to make it. <laughs> so that's an old saying that has stuck with me over all these years. And another saying here, um, when it comes to, you know, work ethic is sometimes you just got to put your big girl draws on a handle business. Now that comes from my sister. And I can think back to, you know, days where I've had a rough day at my previous, uh, you know, place of work. And I remember just doing management and whatnot and in a really different environment. And I was whining a little bit about it. And my sister texts me back <laughs> and she kept it really 100 with me. And she said, you got to put your big girl panties on and, and handle business. Now, I know we have male listeners. You take that how you want. <laughs> but whatever it is, put it on, put one foot in front of the other and keep it pushing because we don't have time for pity parties all the time. We got to get in there and just get it done. And so another thing I can think of and comes from my best friend's grandma. She would say, and I may be getting this quote, not quite exactly, um, but she would say, if you don't quit, you can't fail. Or if you don't quit, you can't lose. And the point is, as long as you're able to put one foot in front of the other, you still have a shot at winning. You still have a shot at accomplishing that goal. As soon as you stop, that's when the party's over. As soon as you've stopped, you've taken yourself out the game, you've given up. But if you're able to take even a half step, that's still progress. And if you don't quit, you can't fail. If you don't quit, you can't lose. Um, And so that just is something that, you know, really has inspired me even over the past uh, month or so in her passing. If I don't give up, I can't lose. So as long as I keep trucking along at this thing, I'm going to win eventually, at least know that I'm not going to (laughs) fail. So if you, if you don't quit, you can't fail. Um, So Again, talking about these lessons that we've learned from our uh, loved ones along the way, they didn't just talk about how to choose your friends and how to get a good job and how to be responsible with your finances. And they also talked about relationships and, and not just romantic relationships, but also just any type of relationship that you may have, how to mend a bridge, um, how to come together and fix a situation. And a quote here that stuck out to me. It's from one of my friends down in New Orleans, my friend uh, Demetrius and his mom, may she rest in peace. She said, two mountains will never meet, but two people will. Now that's powerful because you think about what, what comprises a mountain. It's, it's a very you know, tall obstacle. It's not moving. Uh, it's stationary. It's a block. It's going to be right where it is. It doesn't have the ability to bend and compromise the way that humans can. It doesn't have the ability to be flexible. It doesn't have the ability to move somewhere toward the middle. Um, and so that's something that we as humans can do. We can 
try our best to meet in the middle and compromise um, because mountains cannot and will not do that. So those are very wise words um, from her down in New Orleans. Another saying when it comes to lessons that we've learned is gratitude and pride. We've learned a lot about how to be grateful for the things that we have. And a quote that stuck out to me, back in 2017, I did a post on Facebook and I just asked, you know, what are some of the sayings that have stuck with you, these, these country sayings? That's really what, what I was trying to get at. What are we saying down in the country? And uh, my brother, my oldest brother, he commented, he said, don't pray for blessings if you're too proud to pick up a penny. Now, I'm going to keep it all the way real with y'all. If I see a penny on the ground, I may pass that by because I feel like somebody who really, really needs it may pick it up and want it. But if I see something silver, there's not a pride bone in my body, honey. I'm going to pick that, that nickel up because nickels still make dollars. <laughs> and a quarter gets you there even faster. Um, as an adult, I still keep a piggy bank. There is no shame in my game because if times ever got rough, you could put together a roll of quarters and make something happen, a little something. Um, but the point is, don't be too proud. Um, if you are in need or of asking of something, you have to be willing to accept the blessing as it comes, you know, and, and it's, if it's in the form of, the, of a penny, don't be too proud to pick that bad boy up because pennies still make dollars too. So um, <laughs> that's something that I learned about uh, gratitude and pride. I learned that from my brother's quote. Now, here is a really country saying, and it's getting back to those dynamics of um, how we get along with each other. And um, I always say there, there are two sides to it. There's the accountability piece of, you know, what am I putting out there? And then there's how am I interpreting things? And so we have a saying down in the country, hurt dogs holler. Now that saying, nowadays they would say, oh, you're projecting. That's the new way to say it. But what that really means is hurt dogs holler. So if something is said or done and it's getting a reaction out of you in such a way, and it's an accusation, maybe it's you, I don't know, but hurt dogs holler. That's, that's just something we said in the country, hurt dogs holler. And so another form of that same one is if you throw a rock and it hits you, something of that nature, y'all can finish it for me. But the point is, you know, again, we can control what we can control. Are we going to get riled up about something that doesn't apply to me? No, I have other things to do. Um, but at the end of the day, if the shoe fits, wear it and wear it good. So hurt dogs holler, child. <laughs> I'm done. This is a little bit longer of a show because it is the first show of season two. And so I wanted to give us a little bit more, but we'll be moving back to our format of 15 minutes or less in our next few episodes. But I wanted to make sure that you got the truth about life lessons on today, wisdom and sayings that have stood the test of time. And when I go back over my life and think through the amazing folks that have made me who I am, they deserve more than 15 minutes. I've got to put that time in to make sure that I was able to go through these sayings and how they've been really a help to me over the years. Peace, babies. And I hope you have a wonderful week and are ready to handle your business. Thank you all for listening. And please send me your questions. As always, you can inbox me on social media by searching Music Truth right on Facebook. 
That's M-U-S-I-Q, truth, all one word. Be sure to visit musictruth.com for all services provided under the new Music Truth Entertainment umbrella. We look forward to hearing from you. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Truth 101, our world through chocolate lenses. Ain't no use pretending. We can talk it out, chop it up till we get bored. Research it, flip it, scratch it, or throw it straight out the door. It's Truth 101, our world through chocolate lenses. Sending your questions, cause knowledge we straight spitting and dying. You got questions, we got answers, ain't no use pretending. Chop it up, talk it out, knowledge we straight dripping. This is Truth 101, our world, chocolate lenses. Truth 101, Truth 101, hey, Truth 101, Truth 101.